Okay. That's all right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? That well, huh? <laughs> He's engaged. He's thoroughly engaged. I can wait. Good morning, Mickey. <laughs> we only have two chapters after chapter 11 out of Nehemiah. And uh, I didn't practice all the names, so I'll go a little bit slow through them this morning. Because there's a bunch in this section. But this is kind of what I would call a chapter about them kind of settling out, okay? They've, they've built, rebuilt the wall. Obviously, they rebuilt the temple. They did that quite a few years earlier. And now everything's kind of settled down. The people around them don't appear to be threatening as much as they had threatened before. Or at least they, they kind of gave up, at least for a time. So this is, this is the changes over time. This is kind of how people settle all out. And so that's why there's a lot of names and where they went and how everything settled out. So let's, let's get into that one. Now the leaders of the people lived in Jerusalem, but the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city. While nine-tenths remained in other cities, and the people blessed all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. So, why do you think the leaders lived in Jerusalem? Old, easier to travel? There's a good point. That's kind of the way I feel today. <laughs> Where was the temple? In Jerusalem. Where was the... Yeah, that was the interesting part about Jewish society. Was the civil side of it and the cultural, which would include the religion, was all mixed together. So where the temple would be, would be the seat of control. Because religion and government was all one in Jewish society. It's not like that in our society, but it was like that in Jewish society. So, living in Jerusalem, if you weren't one of the leaders, positive or negative? Huh? Probably a negative. They blessed the ones that lived there. And it was one-tenth of the people that were in society. But they were probably all the people who got things done. Not to take too much on leaders, but they needed somebody to take care of all the different parts of the infrastructure, whether it was building projects or whatever it was. So they had that. So imagine they blessed all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. It seems like it was, you know, they cast lots, and it was like, Oh, I got selected. <laughs> I got to go in there into Jerusalem. Now, these are the heads of the provinces who lived in Jerusalem. But in the cities of Judah, each lived on his own property in their cities, the Israelites, the priests, the Levites, the temple servants, and the descendants of Solomon's servants. Some of the sons of Judah and some of the sons of Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. 
So what types of leaders were in Jerusalem? Based on the list. Kind of right there. The Levites. Levites. Israelites. They were all Israelites. Yeah. You have the priests. You have the temple servants. The, descent, the descendants of Solomon's servants. What's Solomon? Solomon's famous for a lot of things, but what are, what's the th one of the big things he built? Did you say the temple? Yeah, Solomon's temple. Huge temple. This temple isn't as big as Solomon's temple, by the way. So you had all the people that were in and around the temple. What tribes lived there, and which one might be a surprise? I heard somebody say something. Benjamin. Huh? And, Ju and Judah. Okay. Huh? They weren't a land-owning tribe. That's, that's true. They, they were there. But you had mostly the focus here is talking about the tribes of Judah, where they settled, and the tribes of Benjamin. And the Levites were mostly the ones who were in the city because they were the ones in and around the temple that did a lot of things. They were the priests. They were the servants in the, in the temple and things like that. Um, I thought Benjamin was an interesting one to have as many people that lived there. Remember Judah had two tribes. And Israel had ten tribes, right? The northern kingdom had ten. The southern kingdom had two, Judah and Benjamin. You remember what the size differential is between Benjamin and Judah? Benjamin was kind of a sliver up in the northeastern portion of, of Judah. And the rest of it was the tribe of Judah that was in the southern land of Judah. And the name was Judah. It didn't even include Benjamin in the name. But for this particular one, the Benjamites were on the same par with the people that were the tribe of Judah. I thought that was interesting. So let's look at those living within the city itself, the city proper. This is where I, I will go slower. From the sons of Judah, Athaliah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephathiah, the son of Mahaliel, the son of Perez, and Messiah, the son of Barak, the son of Kol Hosen, the son of Hazai, the son of Adai, the son of Joiarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of the Shilonite. All the sons of Perez who lived in Jerusalem were 468 able men. How many generations of Perez were there? Six. That's what I counted, was six. So it kind of gives you an indication. 
how long they've been settled back in in the area. I mean, you go through six generations, that's, that's a while. Okay, so you know, kind of part of what some commentaries have is this stuff all happened pretty quick. It just kind of indicates it, it didn't happen quick. It, it took a while. You see when we went through some of the other classes in Ezra and also in uh, Nehemiah as well, we stepped through a whole bunch of kings within the uh, Persian Empire. We went from Cyrus to, I think it was through uh, Xerxes and then Artaxerxes and another Darius and everybody like that. So we had a whole bunch of people that we went through. So it's been, it's been quite a while for them to really kind of settle down once they got out of the Babylonian captivity back into Judah. And they're still under the control of the Persian Empire. This is still, I think, believed during the time frame of Artaxerxes, the first Artaxerxes, Artaxerxes the Great. Now, these are the sons of Benjamin. Salu, the son of Meshullam, the son of Joed, the son of Padiah, the son of Kaliah, the son of Mesai, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jeshahai, and after him, Gabai and Salai, Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer, and Judah, the son of Hassanau, was second in command of the city. So now you went the Judah, people that are in the city, and now you have the tribe Benjamin that are in the city. So who are these the sons of? Sons of Benjamin. Yeah, they originated from Benjamin. Here you have it going all the way uh, back to, let's see, Jeshiah. So you have, you have a lineage. You can, you can see, even though they were in captivity and like that, they really, really spent their time tracing back their lineage. And if anybody would like to read, they can, they can do that. I don't have to read it. From the priests, Jediah, the son of Joyrib, Jachin, Sariah, the son of Hilkah, the son of Meshlam, the son of Zadok, the son of Marioth, the son of Ahitheb, the leader of the house of God, and their kinsmen who performed the work of the temple. And Ediah, the son of Jerome, the son of Peliah, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pasher, the son of Malchahide, and his kinsmen, heads of the fathers of the households. And Amashai, the son of Aziel, the son of Hazai, the son of Meshahelamoth, the son of Immer, and their brothers, valiant warriors, 128. And their overseer was Zabdil, the son of Haglalim. I almost think I'm reading something out of a Harry Potter book with some of those names. So what was the dominant kind of a leader in Jerusalem? <clears throat> By the way, see a number there, you see a number there, and you see a number there. What do those numbers mean? Somebody said something. Was it Wanda? No. 
The number of men. Okay? So it gives you a count. So what was the dominant kind of leader? Priest. Okay? So you can kind of see the leadership, like I said, is, is just mingled together between the government and the religious, the religious control of what goes on in Jerusalem. And some of them trace it all the way back to Adam. So, now the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashab, the son of Azarakam, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Benai, and Jabbathai, and Jozbad, from the leaders of the Levites who were in charge of the outside work of the house of God. And Madaniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, who was leader in the beginning, the thanksgiving at the prayer. Bakbukai, the second amongst, among his brethren. And Abda, the son of Shammah, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun. All the Levites in the holy city were 284. Also the gatekeepers, Akab, Talman, and, and their brethren who kept watch at the gates were 172. So what kind of work did the Levites perform? Yeah, they, they, kind of infrastructure. Okay, they, you have on there, we're in uh, verse 16. They did the work outside the house of God that would be outside the temple. And you had also the ones that were gatekeepers. So they maintained a lot of things that were going on so people could have access into the temple for sacrifice and what they needed to do. So you can kind of see how it all just kind of blends together and it all revolves around the temple. The rest of the Israel, of the priests and of the Levites, were all were in all the cities of Judah, each on his own inheritance. But the temple servants were living in Ophel, and Ziha and Gishba were in charge of the temple servants. So, where did the temple servants live? Excuse me. Were they living in where? Well, they were in Judea. All this was in Judea. It's in verse 21. Right. They were... Yeah. That's where they live. But where did the temple servants live? And it starts with an O. Ophel. Ophel. I call it Ophel. 
I wouldn't call it awful. <laughs> I would call it awful. Awful was inside the walls. If you can see it, it's in red right here. That's awful. So this is the wall all the way around the city of Bethlehem. And right dead square in the middle is awful. So there's where all the temple servants lived, was in the middle of it. You know where the temple was inside the walls? It's right here at the north end. It's in the Temple Mount. So they lived just below where the temple was in the city within the walls. That's where they lived. But who are these two guys? Ziha and Gishpa. They were in charge of the temple servants, right? Have a reference back to Nehemiah. The temple servants, the sons of Ziha, the sons of Hishpa, the sons of Tabath. And they think that, that uh, Hesipha uh, is another name for Gispa. But those, were, those go back to when they were doing the numbering, when we, we were going through in chapter 7, all the people that were there and what they were supposed to do. These two particular ones had a history of being temple servants, and for the temple servants to oversee all the temple servants, these two were chosen to oversee them. So, how many people did they number living in the city of Jerusalem? Somebody's going to say a bunch. You go through and count it up, the sons of Perez. He had 468 men. The sons of the tribe of Benjamin, quite a few, 928 men. The priests, workers in the temple, 822, just by themselves. The priests that were heads of the father's households, another 248. Priests that were warriors, you know, you had the temple guards and you had those that were there to protect it. Or if somebody was there that wasn't supposed to be there, you'd get rid of them. You had 128. The Levites. Think there was a lot of Levites? Remember they were the infrastructure guys? Kind of for this one? 284. Gatekeepers. 172. They had a lot of gates. And gates all the way around. You know, the fish gate, the water gate, the dung gate. I wouldn't want to be on that gate. But you had all those gates, okay? And you had to have people who manned those gates 24-7, right? Make sure that only the right people came in and make sure they were closed and make sure they, that there was nothing wrong with the gates. That gives you a total of a little over 3,000 men that are numbered. They didn't number their families. But when I see 3,000, I say, okay, let's say there's two kids each, three kids each, okay, and then a wife. So there's another four times that amount, five times that amount, 15,000. 15,000 people in this city isn't a lot of people, okay? It's a big wall going around this city and everything like that. So it's kind of interesting. I, just, I thought that was an interesting fact. Comments about this. You guys are really, really quiet this morning. Huh? 
Well, the food would come. Remember, they had to give, what was it, Doug? Was it a tenth that they would bring in to get for food that came to the temple? And that fed everybody? And you can see most of these people here were involved with the temple. So they were getting their food provided to them. Is that what you asked? And that may have been what the tenth, out of, the nine, out of all the people that were in the cities, they had a tenth that lived there in the city with them. And I don't know how many total Israelites or Judah, Judites that were there, but that may have been what they did, was those people were the cooks and, and the housekeeping, if you, if you had them, whatever it was that they needed to do. Good point. And carpentry, possibly, except for the temple. The temple that was that was reserved for the uh, the temple workers, the Levites. Now, the overseer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Benai, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, <coughs> the son of Micah, for the sons of Asaph who were the singers for the service of the house of God. For there was a commandment from the king concerning them and a firm regulation for the song leaders day by day. Pethahiah, the son of Meshazabel, the sons of Zerah, the son of Judah, was the king's representative in all manners concerning the people. A couple questions on this one. So who brings the heritage to the overseer of the Levites as far as what you see here? Who do they trace it back to? Just start counting back from the names. Isn't that guy right there? Asaph? If they go from this son to this son to this son, this, he's the last one that count. We talked about Asaph somewhat in, some, in uh, Ezra chapter 3. So I'm going back to the previous book we were talking about. Now the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord. The priests stood with their apparels, with the, in their apparel, with trumpets, and the Levites, and the sons of Asaph with symbols, to praise the Lord according to the directions of King David of Israel. So in that verse 23, it talks about they had very strict requirements for the singers, for the king. So who is the king they're referring to there? It's in that from Ezra. There's only one king in there. Can you read it? Is it too small? David. King David, yeah. But who is, who is Pethaniah and what king did he represent? Who? 
Saul? No, Saul's been dead a long time. Huh? Artaxerxes, yes. He represented the Persian king. He was a Jew, but he did represent the Persian king because Judah was not a separate country. Judah was under the control of the Persian Empire at this particular time. It would stay under the control of the Persian Empire until the Greek Empire came in. It would stay under control of the Greek Empire. And remember the Greek Empire split up into four pieces? Remember that one, the ram that had the big horn and Daniel when we just studied Daniel? Big, huge horn, and the horn broke, and four little horns came up. The big horn was Alexander the Great. When the horn broke, four little horns came up. The kingdom was divided amongst his four generals. And the general that had north, just north and, and Judah in it was the general that really was the uh, father of the Seleucid Empire. And when they threw off the control, it wasn't until you got to the Seleucid Empire and got into it a little bit of time where the Jews were able to have a revolt and throw off the control of the Seleucid Empire. And they celebrate that as Hanukkah. And they celebrate that as their Independence Day from the Seleucid Empire. Of course, the Romans came along and took that away, put them under their boot, and made, their, made sure they had them controlled. So you had two different, two different kings in these verses here. And it kind of confused me when I first looked at it, because it said, one's pointing to King David, one's pointing to King Artaxerxes. One's to, pointing to a man of God, and the other one's pointing to a man of the world. Kind of interesting. So those living outside Jerusalem. Oops. Now, as for the villages with their fields, some of the sons of Judah lived in Kerath Arba and its towns, in Dibon and its towns, in Jacobzeel and its villages, and in Jesha, in Moladah, in Beth Pellet, in Hazar Shaur in Beersheba and its towns, and in Ziklag, we've heard of Ziklag before, in Mekona and its towns, and in Enrimen, in Zorah, and in Jermoth. Zenoah, Adelam, and their village, Lachish and its fields, Ezkah and its towns. So they encamped from Beersheba as far as the valley of Hinnon. So this is all the people of Judah. So how much are they spread out? <clears throat> huh? Nine to one ratio, nine to one ratio is, is the ratio in town versus out of town. So nine tenths of them are out of town. And they're spread out. I had no idea where all these towns were. I just kind of looked at it and went, yeah, okay. But then I tried to put them in where they are. Right here, you have Jerusalem. And then you have the tribes of Judah spread out here, to, mostly to the south and to the west of Judah. That's what all the red is. is, is. And some of these towns <coughs> excuse me, that are in this verse, <coughs> I could not find a map where they were. But it kind of shows where they settled was they settled here to, the, to, to basically mostly the south and that's the tribe. Who tribe? What tribe was dominant in that area? 
It's either Benjamin or Judah. You got a chance. 50-50 to come up with the right answer. What did you say, Rob? Judah. Judah. Yeah. It's Judah to the south. Except for right there. Dibbon. Where's Dibbon? Can you read that? Yeah, you can read that. Underneath Dibbon is what the area is. What area is that? Moab. Interesting. It was a group that settled right there. Why is that interesting? Why should that be interesting? Who came from Moab? You want a hint? Ruth. Joaz. Joaz is in the lineage of Christ, as is Ruth. So they settled over in Moab. Remember, and Naomi was there with her with her two sons and her husband. Her husband died. Her sons died. Naomi told the two wives of the two sons, Ruth being one of them, to say, just stay here. It was, it was, she says, I'm devastated. I'm going to go back to my land, which would have been Judah. But you need to stay here. Go find yourself another husband. And Ruth wouldn't do that. Ruth stuck with her. And remember the story, the rest of the story in the book of Ruth is that Ruth did come back with Naomi. And Naomi kind of worked things where she would get exposed to Joaz. And you see where the, kind of see where it all comes together. The sons of Benjamin also lived from Geba onward, Michmash, and Ijeah, and Bethel, and its towns, at Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gideon, Hadid, Zeboam, Nebalot, Lod, and Ono, the Valley of Craftsmen. From the Levites, some divisions in Judah belonged to Benjamin. So how much do they spread out? A lot of cities, isn't it? I know, I read them all. There's a lot of cities there. Most of them I can't pronounce very well. Where they are, and it's in blue, there's Jerusalem, and there's all the cities that were there in blue. There's two of them, Hazor and Ramah, that are in Galilee. Now, how far up is Galilee? It's north of Samaria. What, were the, what was Samaria like? What kind of people were there? Did you get a comment back? It was the Assyrians and the Syrians. Uh, I think it was, um, I can't remember what his name was. But it was the Assyrians that, that in, the Assyrians initially did, but the Syrians took them out and then resettled the area and mixed together the Jews that they brought back and with the, with the Syrians. And so you had kind of a mixed, 
if you will, a, a mixed society in Samaria, which is the reason. What did they do in Jesus' time when they wanted to go from the southern end to the northern end? They went around it, okay? Let's see if it's on here. They'd come up through here and then go up through here to just go around it to get up here to, to Galilee. So two of them are way up there north as far as the tribe of Benjamin in the area of Galilee. The rest of them are clustered here. Remember I said, <coughs> excuse me, in, in Judah, which was kind of this area here, it was in this particular area where the tribe of Benjamin originally had settled. And it was kind of a sliver up there. So you can kind of see they went back to what was historically their land and settled in that general area. But a couple areas up here, Lod, Ono, and Bethel, and Hadid are up here in the north. What area are they in? They're in Samaria. If you look at Bethel, what's unique about Bethel? And the clue is they did it in Dan and Bethel. See how much you remember your history. What got set up in Dan and Bethel? Excuse me? Yeah. Remember who set it up? Jeroboam. Remember you had Jeroboam in the north and you had Rehoboam in the south. And Jeroboam has said, I can't have those people going down to Jerusalem to worship. That's in uh, Rehoboam's control. And I'll lose those people. I've got to set up altars up here in the north end. And Bethel was one of those altars. Which is kind of interesting that I found that the people from Benjamin went to the town of Bethel. But you do. They kind of settle up in that Samaria area. So you, you still had some mixing. And I don't think you got the separation <clears throat> between them until later. It was, it was quite a few, may have been 100 years later, before you got the separation where they said, no, we don't want to have anything to do with the Samaritans. Which Christ showed them that they were wrong. The woman at the well was certainly a Samaritan. And uh, he, he talked to her, which was shocking in and of itself and uh, stayed around there and taught. But you had, you had that. It's, it's why his particular parable they had about Samaria was so powerful. It was a good Samaritan. Well, that was a smack in the face to most of the Jews there when he said it was a good Samaritan, because in their opinion, there weren't any good Samaritans. And so you kind of have that, that it kind of evolved into that one where they started basically segregating themselves out to say, we're not going to be associated with these people who didn't stay pure. And as Doug mentioned earlier, I don't think they carefully tracked their bloodline in Samaria. Not like they did in Judah. And they, kept, they made sure that it was, it was tracked all the way back. And <clears throat> it's interesting when you track it back, in the book of Matthew, they trace the bloodline of Christ back to who? And they stop. Who do they, who do they track it back to in the book of Matthew? Back to Abraham. Yeah, Abram. You're right. Back to Abram. And whose bloodline is that? Is that Joseph or Mary's? In Matthew. It's, it's Joseph's. 
because what was important to the Jews was the men's bloodline. Luke traces the bloodline. How far does he trace it back? Adam. Luke was a physician. Whose bloodline is it in Luke? Mary's. So you have the difference, but both of them track. And there's some intersections. Zerubbabel, for instance, where we just studied him in the book of uh, Ezra, is in both bloodlines. Comments. We're going to go into 12 next week. Doug's going to do 12, may do 13, I don't know. And then our next study that we're going to have is going to be on prophecy in the Old Testament of Christ and where they're fulfilled in the New Testament. So you can kind of put a pin here and put a pin here and put a string between them and see just how much prophecy there was. And when I was going through it, I'm not done. Doug's not done. We're not done going through it. But there's a lot of prophecy about the crucifixion. And it's like none of those people connected the dots that I could see. Not even the disciples. So hopefully that's going to be an interesting study. We're going to get out of the Old Testament. We're going to get in the New Testament. So I don't know how much you get through next week. If you get through both of them, that's fine. If not, uh, in two weeks, we'll be picking up at that. Any comments? Nope. Thank you. See you.